Money Roots is made possible by the support of our sponsor, Rooted Planning Group. Are you ready to take control of your financial future? Look no further than Rooted Planning Group, your trusted partner in financial well-being. At www.rootedpg.com, you'll discover a wealth of resources and expertise to help you thrive financially. Rooted Planning Group specializes in personalized financial planning, investment management, and retirement strategies. They understand that every financial journey is unique, and they're here to guide you every step of the way. With a team of experienced advisors, Rooted Planning Group is committed to helping you cultivate a secure and prosperous future. Visit www.rootedpg.com today to learn more about how Rooted Planning Group can help you grow your money roots. Every week, it's my goal to share financial information that helps you in both your life and financial vineyard. We hope it takes you from your roots to the journey of your vines and the influences in the air that have helped craft your delicious life. Like wine, life and finances have different palates that should be celebrated and not judged. Welcome to this section of Wine and Dime with Amy Irvine and financial planner Ann Arceo. I got it right this time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> One of our financial planners at Rooted Planning Group. Ann and I are going to be talking about a whole slew of things. So stay tuned for uh, tax credits, t- discussions around staying at home with the kids, discussions around staying at home with parents. It's going to be a fun fact filled show, I guess you want to say, with lots of discussion. We've recently had some questions come up from uh, clients and prospects that we thought would be important topics for you all to hear about. So with that being said, let's dive right in. So Anne, it's back to school time. In fact, we're recording this in August and your kids just went back to school. The release is actually going to be in September. So they'll be, they'll have been in school for about uh, a month when this is actually released. But how did that all go? Oh, it was it was a whirlwind. It was exciting. <laughs> My um, four-year-old is in pre-K three full days a week, so um, he's enjoying that. But yeah, it's it, it's also kind of strange that the house is so quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Do you find that? Just a side note, I find that I have to have a little music on or something like that. In the background. Yes, yeah, yes. Background Almost noise. too yeah. quiet to get the work done. <laughs> <laughs> it's too quiet. You're thinking as a mom, what's going on. It's too quiet around here. (laughs) Well, that's right. They're not here. (laughs) Well, I know, Anne, one of the things that we wanted to share with folks today on the tax side is some um, having coming off the summer where a lot of parents um, may have had some elevated childcare expenses or daycare expenses that were related to education or could possibly be deductible. We wanted to talk a little bit about some of the tax credits that people would be eligible for based on that. And then we can dive into another topic that we've been hearing a lot of questions from clients. Yeah. So um, one of the the options, if you're paying for, and, you know, I think that there's some misconceptions too around, you know, what qualifies for this dependent care credit. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you have children that are under the age of 13 and you're paying for care that allows you to work. So even if that was a summer camp during the day, um, you know, uh, preschool, things like that, daycare, you can use that 
um, to qualify for a tax credit. So it doesn't, you know, overnight camps don't qualify, but certainly day camps that are allowing you and your spouse to work can qualify for tax credit. So it's important, you know, over the summer to, to look at what you spent and, you know, keep good records come tax time so you can qualify for that credit. What are some of the credits that are available? What are we talking about for dollar amounts? What are some of the dependent care credit uh, information? Like what it, what are parents looking at when they're thinking dependent care credit? Yeah. So for the dependent care, that's something that your employer would offer. And um, for 2022, you can put in $5,000. So it's a deduction from your paycheck, um, similar to like contributing to a 401k or an HSA. Um, and it goes into an account and then you can use that to pay um, for child and dependent care costs. And yeah, the limit this year is $5,000. And then we'll see if that goes up for next year. Um, But it's a great tax savings. You put in pre-tax dollars. And then when you pay the expenses, you're not taxed on that as well. Mm -hmm. So if you have expenses, so let's say that you contribute to that dependent care FSA, that's separate, just to explain it to folks, that's separate than an FSA, like a regular medical FSA. You can do both. Yes. So there's a, yeah, there's the healthcare FSA and the dependent care FSA. And the dependent care FSA is for your dependents, your children under the age of 13, um, where you're paying for daycare, preschool. Now, if you have kids in private school and you're paying for K through 12, so kindergarten through 12th grade, that doesn't qualify. So it's got to be, um, care that, you know, is being provided to allow you to work, um, daycare, preschool. Uh, the summer camps, like we were talking about the summer day camps, things like that, that are allowing you to work um, would qualify for the dependent care FSA. And then one important note on that account as well is it's a use it or lose it. So you want to plan out carefully what are truly going to be my expenses. You don't want to put 5000 in and get to the end of the year and find out that you haven't spent all of it. So, you know, budget for that, figure out how much you would actually use. And then it's definitely a great tax savings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think one of the things that um, a lot of people don't understand is that there's all these terminologies, FSA, HSA, dependent care, and then there's one more just to throw it into the mix in this conversation. There's limited FSAs that are all separate, right? So you already mentioned the dependent care, you mentioned the health care, but then sometimes you'll see uh, limited FSAs that are, again, separate from the dependent care FSA, separate from the medical FSA, and those would be restricted to like dental and or vision extra coverage. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you'll see those associated with policies as well. And those are really great. I mean, I think especially families with kids to use the healthcare FSA or the the limited care FSA, just, I mean, I think we all are, you know, going to the dentist, we're going to the doctor a few times, especially with younger kids and to be able to pay some of those costs tax-free, um, those are good options to look into. <laughs> tax-free and like, you know, it's so hard to get so hard to itemize in today's world. And even if you can itemize, it's really challenging to get above the deduction limit with medical expenses because Mm -hmm. it's the the seven and a half percent above and beyond the AGI is really challenging to actually exceed. So it's uh, this, this is a double whammy area. I think that a lot of families can take advantage of. Um, so thinking about how that all plays in. So number one, it saves you on taxes, right? So that's mm-hmm. a big thing. 
or two, those are big out-of-pocket expenses anyways. So it's things that you're going to be doing. Now, what if you don't have a dependent care FSA is one of the questions I would get asked because not all employers actually offer it. Then, then you can actually deduct a lot of these on your tax return above the line is what we call it. So there are some deductions uh, or credits, I should say, that you could get um, on your tax return for these expenses if you don't have a dependent care FSA or any kind of program through your employer. So just wanted to throw that out there. We could probably do a whole nother episode on that itself. <laughs> the other thing that I wanted to talk about with you today, um, because We've been getting questions from clients. And when we get one question from a client, we don't really think about it. But when we start to get multiple questions from clients, that's when we start to like put it together and say, hmm, if three people are asking this question, there's probably more people that out there that are interested in this particular topic. And lately, we've been having a lot of our clients ask the question about staying at home with the kids. So a couple situations, it's the males, a couple situations, it's the females. Uh, some of our relationships are in same-sex couples, so it could be either a male or a female within that relationship. And you know, they've asked us, like, does it make sense because childcare costs are really expensive? And mm -hmm. when you think about it, like we're putting our kids in the hands of another human, right? So you kind of want to pay them a decent income to make it worth properly taking care of your children. I totally get that. But in some cases, it's, you know, a half to more of what your take-home pay is. So people have been asking, like, does it make sense for us to take a leave of absence or stay home with the kids? And, you know, I, I've read a lot where some say, no, you should never do that. Others say, you know, that, that it's something you should do. You know, I'm, I'm of the mindset that it's not just financial that we need to think about. It's also the other things within your household and family. It's, it's such a unique and individual decision. So I hate to talk about it in general terms, but I would mm -hmm. love to, to talk about it because I think it's something that people are wondering, like, is this the right decision for us? And I guess I'd love to kind of put out there like things that you should be thinking about if this is a, if this is something that's on your mind mm -hmm. and, and, and you have sort of quasi gone through that analysis a little bit when you and your husband started a family, there was the thought of how do we want this to look, right? I mean, it was it was a discussion that you had. And, and I think in today's world, you know, if we sit down and start thinking about it from a standpoint of, yes, I want, so, you know, first question, is this the right answer for your family? And, and I think we have to look at all of the aspects mm -hmm. of what other opportunities do you have? And how do you want the kids to engage outside the home? Like there's just so much to it. So I thought it'd be great if we could spend just a few minutes sort of chatting through it and maybe coming up with some ideas to get the juices flowing if this is something that you're considering. Yeah. I was going to say, I certainly think that it's not a right or wrong decision. And we're certainly not mm -hmm. trying to come from a, a place of judgment because it is so 
you know, it's based on what your family, you know, wants for their childcare and your goals and your goals for your career. And so I think it's, it's not a right or wrong. It's really going into it, really having those discussions with your partner and making a decision that you're going to be happy with in the, the long term and trying to picture down the road. I knew for myself that like it goes by so fast. And now that my son's in pre-K and going to school full time, three days a week, like it's flown by and knowing that I spent, you know, a lot of the time with him and I was there during the day to, to, you know, he was home on Tuesday and we had a picnic in the front yard for lunch. Aww. And, um, you know, knowing that I had some of that time with him is just precious. And, um, and I, so I just think, you know, I, I thought about it, you know, 10 years from now when they're older, what, what will I, you know, glad that I did that and how is that going to look? And, and so I think it's just really thinking it through and not, and trying, I mean, it's, it's a stressful decision, but trying to just approach it from just thinking about all the different options that you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think from a standpoint of, I mean, it could go both ways. This is, we're talking about kids, you know, st- staying at home and, and, other other things that come along with that is the the ability to maybe work part time. So mm-hmm. when people start asking these questions to us, I will often ask the question about, well, what what is this your is your long term plan to get back into the workforce once your child has reached a certain age? And if the answer to that question is yes, then what can we talk about? that you might be able to explore working either from home or part-time when the other spouse is at home or, you know, is there, could, could daycare be only a few hours a week or, you know, something like that. So I know, for example, if you don't mind me using this, I hope mm-hmm. um, you first had Isabella, you were writing articles and getting paid for that. So you kept your skill set up during that period of time until other opportunities kind of came your way, right? Yeah, I was doing some freelance writing, just financial articles. Um, So I'd already been in the industry for a while and just reached out to firms that I knew and was helping them with some of that. And I could do that. I didn't earn much, but I could do it, you know, while she was napping and um, it allowed, it was good for my mental health, I think, to continue to work a little bit and to feel like I still had that. And it kept me connected to the industry enough that um, I could jump back into it as you know, she grew and um, things shifted. And now that things have now that the kids are going to school more often, you're shifting again, right? I mean, that's not to use you as like the only (laughs) example that's out there. But I guess just to say that any decision that you make isn't a permanent decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think once the kids started, I always, you know, was clear that I needed to be more on the back end and I needed, you know, maybe I could work in the morning, you know, before they wake up or I could work during nap time and I always needed to be on the back end. And then as they've grown and they're in school and busy with activities in the summer and things, I've been able to start taking on client meetings and, um, you know, I've been able to, to grow and to take on more. So I think it, it feels very overwhelming when you start your family and you're, you can't, 
it's hard to even imagine how your life is going to shift, but it doesn't have to be a forever decision or an all or nothing decision. Um, you know, I think the pandemic, one, one positive that came from that whole mess was just that there's more flexibility in the workforce than there's ever been. And, um, you know, if you want to stay at least part-time, you want to be in the workforce at least part-time, I think there's more opportunities than there's ever been to, you know, work from home or work part-time. Yeah. So like I said, it, it's a, it's a family value. Like it's, some of it is financial. And I think that you do need to do the math so that you know, like, but you can know and say, yep, I know what we are giving up as a family, but I also know what we're getting as mm-hmm. a result of that. Right. I know that if I, step away from my career full time right now, like that's going to be beneficial to my family or I, and and that's not monetarily ever something that you can, you know, come up with, but at least, you know, like you're not saving in a retirement account or you're not seeing the wage increases or, you know, how does that affect your family in the short term and in the long term? Um, and again, neither of these are right or wrong, but knowing the math behind it sometimes, you know, you can look back on it and never have regrets because you went into the situation saying, yeah, I know I'm going to give up four or five years worth of savings. I know I'm going to give up four or five years worth of raises. I know that that's going to mean that we're going to have to tighten the belt a little bit, but you know it and you never, and you have a plan to transition into that role and transition out of that role. And I think that's the piece that we've been talking to those clients of ours that are asking us that question uh, is, well, you know, you're talking about the short term doing this and we totally understand why. What does that look like in the future? And what do we need to do to keep your skill set fresh if you plan to go back into the workforce afterwards? Any tips or thoughts on that? Um I mean, obviously, you know, there's some budgeting discussion, but any, any thoughts on that from a standpoint of, even if you wanted to use your experience of what, what you went through when you were trying to make that decision? Yeah, I think, you know, I was mentioning before is kind of long-term thinking about, you know, what, what is, you know, going to 10 years from now, are you going to be grateful that you stayed home those years? Are you going to feel like your career suffered? Like trying to think about it long term and not just rush into a short term decision because it feels like it's, you know, it is very difficult to find childcare, but, you know, take a minute to think through different options. I know um, my parents, when I was young, like my dad worked in construction and he would go to work very early when he got off work my mom was home and then she would go to work in the afternoons. And so I was always with one of them. Um, You know, so I think there's a a lot of different options out there and especially right now. And I think it's just thinking through, you know, what, what makes the most sense for you and what, you know, long-term, what do you want? Um, And just mapping it out a little bit, right? Yeah. 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 I think it's mapping it. It's taking that time to map it out a little bit. Look, if you if you have somebody who's making 150 and somebody who's making 50, and the person making 50 decides that they're going to uh, stay at home so that they don't have childcare expenses, and because they want to be with their children, you know, in, instead of going to daycare, um, then yes, it will affect the household expenses, but it may not. You know, if you're able to kind of keep your fingers in the loop, it may not affect it as negatively as you think. So I think it's that exploration side of things. 
Mm-hmm. And that's also, I think, another key area that sort of goes on the other end of the spectrum is what if you are just trying to make the decision to stay home and take care of your aging parents? It's really the same thing in some respects, because can you work part time and still get the care, you know, help your parents with the care that they need? Or do you need to take a time away from your career and help them? uh, Or do you need to get help for them? I mean, really, you're talking about the same thing, you know, because the expense is pretty grand when you're talking about elder care help, too. Mm -hmm. um, I think you need to walk through those same exact um, mathematical and emotional questions uh, when you're making that decision. The only caveat I would add to that on the that end and the the mental and emotional side is kids want your help. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> parents, <laughs> you know, sometimes parents haven't don't realize that they need your help or they they think they don't yeah, need your they help. They may fight you on it or have their yeah. own ideas of yeah, it's be getting done. the right resources um, and and support involved sometimes and and you might see it before they necessarily see it so and I, think I know that planning. we've grown out so I'm sorry go ahead Ian oh I was just gonna say and I think financial planning and for your parents also like being able to understand oh, yeah. what resources they have and um, you know and if you stop work later on in, in your career to take care of them what's that gonna look like for your retirement and your long-term care mm-hmm. um, Definitely, you know, good financial planning really comes into play with that. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. It's it's also looking at their own financial plan to see, um, c- can they, quote unquote, pay you during this period of time, you know, to, to provide that care that they would pay for others? Uh, does that allow you to save, you know, during during those years or continue to save for your own retirement? Is it something that you can work part time and, you know, does their plan support for somebody coming in and just providing relief? Uh, And then, you know, the one thing that I think we don't talk a lot about when you're in that kind of position is the mental toll, mental health toll that can take on you when you are trying to provide assistance to parents and trying to work and trying to do all the, and maybe even trying to raise kids at the same time, you know, mm-hmm. the, there's a lot of pull that's coming to you. And I think over the years, one of the things I've seen as a financial planner, when people are put into those positions is that there's a lot of, they don't even realize it, but there's a lot of mental health uh, pull that I would suggest potentially talking to somebody about. And, you know, that's where I'm a strong proponent of, of therapy, not in the, not because you're depressed or not because, you know, you have mental health issues, but because your mental health is challenged during those periods of time. Oh, and yeah, having, definitely. having a financial advisor is great, but also having a therapist sometimes can be I think really beneficial. I think as a caregiver, whether it's your young children or your parent, your parents, there's a lot of guilt. And I think, I mean, typically I think for women, we tend to feel a lot of guilt of never um, feeling like we're doing enough or questioning ourselves, questioning the decisions we make. And, and I think that can really weigh on your mental health 
Um, and so definitely talking to someone is important. Well, we will upload some resources for you to be uh, looking at uh, along the topics that we've talked about today. So please check the show notes for some checklists that we want to throw out there for you all to, to be able to utilize. If you are uh, if you are getting into the caregiving for parents, I have a great checklist that's what issues you should consider. We'll provide some information about the HSA, FSA, dependent care, FSA, limited purpose, and medical FSA limits on all of that. We'll provide some numbers that might be helpful to you there. And we encourage you, if you are thinking about this, to, uh, I mean, it sounds like it's, you know, it sounds like we're trying to to, uh, to say that it's self-promoting, I guess, in a way, but to reach out to a financial advisor. We think this is one of the times in your lives where we think we can be most helpful to help you crunch the numbers and take the emotion out of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we would hope that um, if you have any questions about this, that you can feel free to reach out to us and ask rpg at rootedpg.com or info at rootedpg.com. Please share this with your friends if you think this would be helpful. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and LinkedIn. And we'd love it if, if you would also rate us on your favorite um, podcast hosting site, because the more that you rate us and share with your friends, the more we'll, we'll be in the search engines and can help more people. Thanks everyone for joining us today. And we look forward to your questions in the future. And that will about do it for today's episode of Wine and Dine. You can contact Amy through the website, www.rootedpg.com or amy at rootedpg.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at rootedpg for the latest news. And if you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear about, feel free to let us know. And don't forget to rate and subscribe the show wherever you get your podcasts. And again, thank you for listening and be sure to tune in next time.